Before we dive into this week's episode, our Henley Raw Regatta preview coming live from the end of the island, a reminder we are sponsored by Rival Kit, who are changing the custom sportswear game. With three years of experience building a brand, developing products and refining our services, Rival Kit revolve around the unique needs of their clubs and athletes. They offer a large and diverse product range and are always looking to develop new products. From market-leading technical performance garments to casual team wear for the everyday, they create template-free bespoke designs and welcome any collaboration throughout the design process. The needs of clubs and athletes are at the heart of what they do and their individual ordering process and fast turnaround times ensure custom kit remains hassle-free as it should be. They are the new kit on the block. But now, as I said, sit back, relax and enjoy our Monday night preview of Henley Royal Regatta 2022. We're at the end of the island with Junior Rowing News. Ready for rhythm in two, in one, rhythm now! Well, hello everyone and welcome back to the End of the Island podcast. And just as we promised at the end of last week's episode, we are coming live from Henley Royal Regatta just after five o'clock the evening before racing. We've got crews heading out for their final paddles before uh, kicking off tomorrow, the first ever at 60, Henley at Royal Regatta. And here recording alongside me is Tom Morgan. And we're delighted to say we've got crews from all around the world uh, that we are racing with us. We've got from America, we've got Redwood Scholars racing in the Diamond Jubilee. We've got their quartet and their coaches as well. We've got the coaches from Gippsland Grammar School in Australia. And we've also got the head coach of Los Gatos who will be racing in the folly, but also the Y-fold as well, but we'll focus on the juniors far more, uh, far more than that. But oh, guys, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us for, for this recording. I suppose starting starting with you, we'll start with Redwood since we've got all four of you here uh, the quad. US national champions uh, in, in the quad of the US Youth Nationals a couple of weeks ago. I suppose the first question to the four of you, what is it that you're looking forward to most about Henley this year? It's a big question. I think I'm just excited to be able to participate. Um, I've seen so much media around it and so many photos and heard about it from so many people and so I think it's just cool to get to experience the whole thing on my own. Yeah, it's just, it's so different than any regatta we've ever been to. Um, I mean like youth nationals are, it's much more like of just an event. Like youth nationals are held in Sarasota, Florida and there's not much going on there except for the racing, but there's so much to see and so much to do, and um, it's really, really cool. You guys have had a, a pretty amazing season. I think you're undefeated. That was what I put in my article, so I really <laughs> <laughs> tipping you to be potential like candidates to win the entire event. So what what do you think is going to be the biggest challenge you face on a course you've never raced before? <laughs> we don't really know what we're walking into. Like nationals, we had raced a lot of the people before, and so we could kind of like know what to expect, but not here. <laughs> yeah. I suppose similar to, to Nick and, and Harry, the two coaches from Gippsland, you've both gone over to Australia, uh, and I suppose you'll have just been feeding information into into your guys, saying, "Well, this is what to expect." But what was it like for them coming and actually seeing it all for the, for the first time? I think um, for us as well, our nationals ended in March, so a really early end to the season and we targeted Henley and we've been really clear that that was a goal for the year, um, but the, the boys don't know anything about it, 
So to motivate them to train in the winter for us, where it's cold and miserable, early nights and that kind of thing, really hard when they've never been to something like this before. Like they've watched it on YouTube, but it's not the same. So we sort of kind of kept them going with like, oh, here are the NAT schools results. These are the guys you want to beat from that. Oh, here's the Met results. These are the guys you want to beat from that. And I think that was good for them. Um, but yeah, they, uh, it's still weird coming into a regatta, being used to knowing the form for everyone and then suddenly coming in from the other side of the world and knowing the form for like a couple of crews is just very odd for me. Um, but I think they'll take it fine. Like they're racers and they just want to race. How do you taper a program having had to peak in March? How do you then go about creating another peak in July? It's a triple peak for us because we're going to Worlds in a month as well. <laughs> so um, the whole year is mapped out with periodization blocks. Um, we obviously want to peak for nationals, but then we just go back into a cycle of, all right, we'll do a few weeks of longer stuff, more T2, then we'll do a little bit of threshold. So we just condense the year into a mini season for like nine weeks and that was our little thing and we had a week of trials in the middle of that which kind of threw that out and then a couple of our guys have been on the rowing australia training program since trials as well so we've just been done a muddle really and we'll see how it goes i love the strategy look we did our best <laughs> and we'll see what happens that's all you can ever ask for yeah all you can ever ask for and, and Channing, coming over from his west side of America, it's California, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, well, we, we couldn't provide you sort of the blazing hot sunshine that you're probably used to. No, we got plenty of that in Sarasota. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the boys raced, I mean, the girls did too, in 98 degree, 85% humidity. So this is, uh, the conditions are actually much kinder here. Um, I wish the headwind would die down a little bit, but can't control that. Well, we've we've sort of come up with a theory that well, since it's now going to 60s, the um, so the the other side of it is well, you're going to have to rain. The wind, some, yeah. Some days, yeah. I think it's my first rainy Henley since 2015. I think everyone so about 60s, you've got to you've got to sort of have some some sort of compromise, I suppose, at some stage. And I suppose. Next question, almost one for the coaches almost, and start with you guys first of all from, from Redwood. Did you always, from the start of your season, were you always thinking, right, we're going to come to Henley, we're going to get do youth nationals, and it's always going to be, or was it sort of a last minute decision, Bender, depending on how well your crew's doing as the season's going on? Um, I think we looked at it after ahead of the Charles. Uh, we thought we had a really special boat, nice bond between the girls, and uh, we put it out there in October. Um, and that has been their singular focus, step by step through each uh, training cycle and each regatta as we went through in the spring. So that's, that's kind of when we put it on the calendar. And I think Lila, when we got here, she, she even said, I can't believe we're really here. Um, it's just had always kind of been a dream, even though it was always on the, on the training calendar. It's interesting you say singular focus. Now, you guys, as I said, already national champions. You won everything in your home country. Yet Henley is, by the sounds of things, been your priority. Why is that? Why Henley? Uh, well, I think if you're gonna spend that much money and time and take away summers from the kids and take away possible selection camps, um, you gotta make sure that everybody's on board uh, and that they're buying into it. And so, you know, we put it in there. And of course, there was all the other regattas, but in the background, it was like, okay. We've got to make sure that we're just taking it one regatta at a time, step by step, with this end focus in July, hopefully July 3rd. 
Yes, yes finger, touch wood, fingers yeah. crossed. Yes. Yeah. 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 Rub my, 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 my uh, good luck charm. Good luck yeah. yeah. And coming from Australia, we, we usually get about one or two Australian crews coming each year. And is it sort of very much dependent on how you're performing at um, Head of the River? You'll then decide after that, we're going to go for it and come over. Uh, we have it in our rowing handbook at school. If you medal at nationals, we'll consider taking you to Hemet. So every single year there's a thing that the kids read, or they're supposed to read, <laughs> let's be honest, they don't read the handbook, that says if you perform well enough at nationals, we'll consider taking you to Henley. With these boys, um, they were second in the previous season and they won the double last season as well. So we kind of, Harry and I had a conversation at the start of the year and we were like, we think we should win the, they're racing the Cox squad in Australia, don't ask me why. Um, we think we should win the Cox squad, we think we should win the double again. Um, we'll try and get the triple and go for the Coxes spot as well. And if we tick at least two of those boxes, then we'll go over. So it wasn't uh, September it was for us. We said, hey, parents, this is how much it will cost. Give us an indication of whether you're happy with that. And if you are, then uh, results dependent. That's where we want to be. So my follow up to that is how do you afford it? Because it is a trip that is expensive. I see a lot of US Australian crews come over, they need to crowdfund, they need to go into the community and ask for investment because you don't appreciate from an English point of view how expensive it is to come here, mm. stay here, hire boats, whatever. How, and a question to all of you I suppose, how do you go about affording that trip? Well for, for us coming from Australia, we have done a section of crowdfunding, we've got an, uh, yeah, a, a page that we've sent out to anyone and everyone related to the club, tax deductible. Um, but the a majority chunk of it has come from the boys themselves and their family who have very kindly supported them for what in reality is a you know once in a lifetime trip for them and a very generous contribution from the school as well yes Um, the school foundation which is a separate organization to support special student endeavors chipped in so that was you know very much appreciated from the coaches and the board and Channing is a rowing club yeah um so we had uh, we have a pretty special uh, group in this squad. Last year, they uh, they took the you guys call it J16, we call yeah. it under 17. So they they won that event by a mile. And uh, kind of after that, we sort of thought that they were going to be pretty good. Um, and we actually decided after the Charles as well. Uh, we didn't we didn't win it like they did, but uh, we took third, and uh, we had a couple couple kids out of the crew so once they all came back in uh, I think it kind of sort of became a reality for that group as well um, and the the parents uh, and the club sort of made all the dollars and cents work uh, I'm actually I'm really lucky that our uh, program director Jaime uh, kind of did almost all of the budgeting and he let me kind of worry about the the ore going in the water um which we're we're getting close to i hope yeah, yeah. and when you were going at cal barkley did you come over and race i did i did i was uh i was the spare for the uh the crew that hit the boom um i wasn't gonna mention uh, no no i uh my 
I'm very, very close with uh, Nicky Van Sprank, who's the two seat in that straight four, and I send it to him two, maybe three times a year. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's, rough. <laughs> it, it was, uh, you know, I, I'd try and feel differently if I were him, but he's actually gotten to the point where he sends it to me before I can send it to him, I think. Um, he's going ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, I was, I was really lucky. I actually went twice with my high school. I was uh, spare the like three months into rowing, um, kind of because I was tall and gangly and not terrible on the erg. Although that I've taken a different perspective on that now. I was pretty terrible. Um, and then we went and we did the PE in 2012. So that was that was a fun experience as well. Um, we lost to another American crew after beating a Canadian crew. So. Come all the way out here and you race. No English crew. Same but, people. Yeah. And I suppose my other question for you is that you've obviously got a crew of the 40, but you qualified a crew for the Y Fold. Yeah. Well, which must have been amazing. Uh, yeah. The, the, the kids were. Uh, I, I was kind of sweating it because actually the, I think the crew were racing tomorrow followed us, and I think we moved away from them and they were coming back at us. So I think that's going to be a great race tomorrow. But. Um, Two kids who are really young, and then two kids who are seniors. So it's sort of a good mix of youth and experience. Amazing. Yeah. Remind me who you've got tomorrow in the Y folds. Uh, Marlo B. Marlo B. At 6:40 p.m. So they they put it late enough in the day that all the people uh, back in America can watch it, which is nice. Really? No, door. I'll still be here. Um, <laughs> where our Temple Eight's not racing till 7:35. Um, oh. The last race of the day to look forward to. Who is it you following? No, you can't tell with all the kids. No, no worry, there's two of us now. Yeah, exactly. I've got a friend now. I can't believe that. Yeah, I should say though, I think you're all looking brilliant and all dressed up, all for your finery. Uh, and we just look terrible, actually. Um, I'm wearing my wear to five aside football. I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't dress for the occasion. But uh, yeah, for the international receptions at tonight, whereabouts are they holding that? It's at the River and Rhine Museum. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. They look, they look after the international clubs. They do. They yeah, do. they look after you. Cheese and nibbles, apparently. Picky, so, picky is that good enough? Yeah. Have you got dinner planned as well? Yeah. Yeah. Looking all the athletes here. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. One question I had for maybe maybe the girls. What are you most excited about? Because Henley, there's lots to take in. People, the regalia, the, the stewards. What is really exciting you the most? And that can be first stroke off the line. That could be the potential to lift a trophy on Sunday. What's really getting you up for this? I think in a sense Henley is so different from any Regatta we've been to before, but in another sense it's very similar, and I think my favorite part of Henley will be the same, my favorite part of every other Regatta, which is getting to go as fast as I possibly can with some of my favorite people ever, <laughs> um, and it's just been so great to spend so much time with you guys, um, and I don't know if you can tell from our outfits, but I think we're slowly turning into the same person. <laughs> there is some similarity. <laughs> I'm just really excited to get to race some really, really, really fast boats and to just put everything we have on the line. There we go, you've got your tag on for the podcast. There we go, there we go. What about the rest of you? How long have you been over for, actually? And how much have you been able to, to take in? Seven days? Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's been really nice to be able to uh, practice the course a little bit. I've been steering. And, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's... Just the course itself is very different than any um, 
race, uh, there's it's a bit more high stakes with the booms instead of buoys, but I'm trying my best. <laughs> I haven't hit one yet, so God's <laughs> If it makes you feel any better, the first run I ever had down the Henley course, we hit the booms in our mm. first ever race. So. Oh, no. Was that it was straight? Yeah, 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 yeah. We still won the race. So <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. It's fine. Well, I think you've done one better than Washington. I yeah. think they, they hit they the, the booms. Day. They lost their reverse wing rigger and snapped one of their blades. So, that's, um, so you're doing better than them. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> my old club is just getting off the water. York City Rowing Club. Small world. Yeah. <laughs> They're going up against my old school in the, in the folly tomorrow. There we go. Yeah. So, um, so I know you guys will have, quite rightly, your focus on the events you're competing in, but maybe coming to you guys first, what other events? Henley's, it's an amazing roster this year, incredible entry. What else have you been keeping an eye on, maybe thinking that's going to be really exciting to watch? The Newcastle barbecue? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> 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 we are, you know. All of which you can all buy your wristbands for as they come yeah. along on Saturday night. No, I think like we wanted. We we did Reading Town because we missed out on Marlow, so that was something good for us. Um, they're looking forward to looking at the trophies and stewards mm. um, being in stewards uh, and just like I think the like the, the girls have already mentioned, it's such a different regatta to anything our boys have ever done. Just being here is like is something that they look forward to, you know and. And um, on a personal note, for me to catch up with people that I haven't seen for five years because of COVID, uh, this is the place to do it. And um, and the, the boys just want to make friends with people as well. Like they're a friendly bunch. They you know they don't hold grudges or anything like that. And you know they just want to be here to experience everything. Mm. Yeah. And Channing, I suppose with I suppose with borders and everything now open, you must be delighted to see such a big entry from. Well, not just Cal, but obviously all of the American universities coming over and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to watch Cal ladies Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I I haven't. Uh, I was lucky enough to watch them race Washington earlier this year uh, at Redwood Shores, and uh, I hope this is a similar result. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Payne is pretty interesting this year, like from an event point of view. I know that right now, but a few English crews, Aussie crew. It's all just amazing. To be yeah. honest. We actually think, on, in our perspective, or from our perspective, the boys' junior events, particularly the PE, actually, is probably the le the PE is the least interesting. I think of the four this year. I think the, the DJ, the Prince Philip, and the Forley potentially more interesting in terms of how they're going to evolve. Because Eton are very, very good. They're a very, very good junior crew. So I can't see anybody getting past them. Of course. Feel free to contest that <laughs> if you have another uh, option. But yeah, I think that's going to be I mean, junior event particularly going to be great. He's putting putting yeah, yeah, putting yeah. the Australian <laughs> yeah. like Kings didn't race nationals because half their crew had COVID. Yeah. Oh really? But four okay. of them won the Cox Four against the crew that's been selected as the Australian Junior Cox Four. Yeah. So I I wouldn't be quick to write them off. Yeah. I'd say that would be just get some chat in there. Nice yeah. 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 yeah, I just I reckon that'll be a cracking yeah. race. Yeah. And I, yeah. I hopefully I haven't seen through. I can't remember, but I hope they end up at some point together. Uh, they've got King's School Worcester on day one of the Scots College. No, no, no. Oh, no, not Scots. King's Yeah, King's Abingdon. But I'd like to see, I'd like to see King's Eton. That would be 
good race. Yeah, nice race. Yeah. And guys, Leander Cow, I'd like to see that as well. In what the do race. we think? Yeah. Uh, what do you think is like the, like obviously? Actually, I'm sure you've all read it already. I actually wrote a preview for tomorrow's racing on our website. So I'm sure you'll all be avidly reading <laughs> I, what I, I, I did read it. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> Um, what races are we most looking forward to? I think that the ladies is going to be fantastic. It's almost US Collegiate against US Collegiate. Mm. I think that the PA, as you rightly pointed out, is going to be amazing. The junior events obviously hold a soft spot in my heart. Very much looking forward to seeing if you girls can take on the best that we have to offer here in the UK. Mm. My instinct is that you can, but we'll see how we go. Um, and then I think that the Thames is going to be really cool as well. Mm. Pub events. So yeah, that's my 10 yeah. second download. And I'm interested to know what kind of juniors you are. Are you the sort of ones that will do loads and loads of research into your opposition? Or do you just sort of turn up and race? Or, or do you know everything about everyone who's going to be, going to be racing? Um, we might have to have a There are a few. There's a few spreadsheets. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it one of you or all of you? It's amazing. <laughs> okay, one of you. So that's two of you. Yeah. It's just Georgia. You do it. No, she's a really great researcher. She's got some skills. A career in consulting awaits. <laughs> some, yes. some say researching, some say stalking. But, yeah. <laughs> There's a fine line. Yes. Uh -huh. It's not creepy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who is it? Um, I suppose obviously perhaps Diamond Jubilee, but what other crews you're looking forward to? I'm really looking forward to watching the championship women's sculling. Um, Redwood has a double actually that's entered um, that's racing on Thursday, so I'm really excited to hopefully get to cheer them on. And it's also, I'm just really looking forward to seeing all of these role models that have like, I started rowing during COVID just kind of as a pandemic hobby, and I would take videos that my coach sent me of me rowing, and I would like compare it to how Emma Twig rowed, and it would be like, okay, Arms, then body, then legs, recovery. <laughs> and so to get to see like her row in person, I think is going to be really, really special. Um, and just there's so many amazing female rowers that I look up to that I'm really, really excited to get to watch her. So can I just rewind? You started rowing during COVID. Yeah. I'm just doing the maths in my head. So you've been rowing for two years. Like one and a half. <laughs> Fantastic. My first race was like 14 months ago. Yep. <laughs> what are you feeding them? <laughs> <laughs> just her. <laughs> <laughs> you feed Georgia a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She works very hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have really great coaches. I think that it really shows, like, the strength of our novices and the newer rowers in our program really shows just how amazing and we might not be like the biggest team in the US. I'm certainly not one of the stronger girls, you know, racing at nationals. And so I think like the success we had this season is really a testament to the incredible coaching that we have at our program. The beating white quads must have been a special feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yes. How yes. many years in a row had they won? Eight. 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 We broke the, the possible ninth. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Eight years in a row. I don't want to say happy days, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because we had white quads over racing a couple of years back. We went to the whole thing, so yeah, we're yeah so excited to see what year, what, what the results are going to be coming this week. I suppose almost one for the one for the coaches. I don't know who's going to answer this one, but 
once they once they race and you put them back in the, the house and everything, what are you guys doing? Are you going to be staying in house with them, or will we be finding you in the Catherine wheel or the pool, <laughs> uh, enjoying the evening festivities? Is that an invite? <laughs> we, we, we took the lads to a driving range today just to work out a few frustrations and it had a very, very nice course, so we've already discussed it. Yeah. <laughs> Winning them up in the house and going for nine holes. So, uh, I had a night out in Oxford like, Saturday night, which has got me pretty excited for the week, so mm. I don't yeah. know, maybe a bit of a heat or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like you. Yeah. Yeah. Me. You know, don't go after Wednesday because you'll have to pay more and more for yeah, entry right. each night. So you want to just do Mahiki on Wednesday, and then, and then out into town the yeah, rest of your right. yeah. He thinks he's the fun conductor, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think that seems like a pretty good place to to end things, guys. Thank you so much, all of you, for. Uh, for joining us for this recording. Hope you have a wonderful evening at the, uh, at the reception at uh, the River and Rowing Museum. And uh, best of luck for those of you starting racing tomorrow or later on in the draw as well. And we're so excited to have you here and see you racing throughout Henley Royal Regatta 2022. So as I said, that'll bring an end to tonight's episode. We are coming live to you again on Wednesday, Friday and Saturday. Uh, we tried to do it every day last year, but it was too much. Um, so you were Mahiki, that's what we did. I'll see you there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, thank you very much everyone for listening and we'll see you next time at the end of the island. Mm -hmm.